rolling. Yay. Can you tell we're film majors, Lauren? That's so much more <laughs> official than the last podcast I was on. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone does the clapboard thingy. No, that was a, the other one was just a free-for-all, and they said, okay, let's start recording now. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're very official now that we have that and we have a mascot now that Austin has a hedgehog. So it's all just <laughs> together. I'm not surprised. You guys 2021 is our so. year. Yeah. It's your jam. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Lauren. We're so excited to have you here because um, one, you're probably like you and Austin are probably my two like biggest readers in my life, I would say. I don't know. I feel like, you know, we read so much and I kind of wanted to talk to you like for our new year episode, because everywhere I go on bookstagram, I see all these things about challenges and goals for the new year. And it always makes me think of Lauren because Lauren is the first person who got me into reading challenges. I did. And I don't regret that at all. (laughs) You created a monster. I did. I'm glad. I'm proud of the monster I created. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, it's so fun. You're obviously like an like an expert reader. You read on like such a wide variety of topics. You're a library person, which makes you automatically one of the best people. <laughs> this is really exciting. Before we get into this week's topic, I just needed to give a shout out to Mrs. Peggy, my sister's boyfriend's mom. She gave us this really nice card for Christmas talking about how like she was listening to the podcast and yeah. she gave me books I was talking about getting that I haven't picked up yet, train spotting. So that was really nice of her. So that's so thank nice. you, Mrs. Peggy, for listening and all your support. Yeah, thank you for the card. I read it too and it was really, really lovely. So thank you. <laughs> Good. You guys deserve lots of fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So this is so exciting. I mean, I I feel like it's a whole new world lauren and i were just talking about aladdin that's why why i went there um but no it's 2021 uh 2020 was obviously a time uh (laughs) lauren's eye roll just said it all that's how i felt (laughs) and uh now we're here fresh start fresh challenges (laughs) fresh goals Um, 2021 is our time now beautiful beautiful (laughs) Uh, yeah. So how's it going, you guys? Have you have you set your Goodreads goals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I set mine for 50 again. We'll see how far that's... I get on that one. Hey, that's perfect. Last year was a bad year, and I actually ended up having to lower my goal halfway through the year because I was like, I'm not going to beat this. So I got <laughs> overly ambitious this year, and I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it this year. I'm determined. Yeah. Go, Lauren. I mean... We've talked about this before, but I feel like everyone I talk to has either like tripled their challenge or like cut it in half because it's like when stuff goes crazy, like either you have a lot to deal with or you suddenly have all this time on your hands. So I think it's funny, Sophia, is that you were talking about how you're going to cut down on your goal for this year because you read 360 and we're two days into 2020. You've already done five books of your goal. How did you get ahead of me? We were tied. <laughs> I made a mistake, you guys. I. How many are you, Almar? <laughs> like, look where I get it from. This is why I'm like this. <laughs> Lauren's what are you even doing on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's a Capricorn. And uh, I mean, we're going to get into this. I have like questions prepared for Lauren later. But like Lauren's a Capricorn. And this makes her one of the most organized people I've ever met in my entire life. Like... <laughs> I had the pleasure of, like, working for Lauren for, what, three years? It was three years, yeah. And, like, the spreadsheets I have seen, the labels I have encountered, it has been a magical experience. I really love it. I have a six-page Word document to track my reading challenge plans for this year. Like, that's beautiful. That's, like, that's a dream. I could never. (laughs) Am I still fiddling with it? Yes. Now I'm trying to turn it into a table. I could only dream of coming close to that. That's, That's wonderful. I mean, yeah, it's just great. I mean, I love, first of all, it's New Year's. I love, like, kind of hearing from people. I never ask because I'm always, like, no one wants to talk about their resolutions. <laughs> Unless, like, you know what I mean? Because then it's, like, if you ask and they don't have any, then they're, like, oh, you're one of these people. And I'm, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but then if they come and tell you themselves, then it's always really nice because then it's, like, oh, like, this is kind of, like, the intentions you're setting. This is what you're thinking about. So, 
you know, the clock struck midnight and I was like, okay. And then like, I fell asleep and the next morning I woke up and all in my feed, it was like, oh, so-and-so wants to read 30 books. So-and-so wants to read 80 books. And it was just like, this is awesome. Like, I feel like all starting like a, like a weird video game or something, like I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like what are are each of your goals? What goals have you set so far for the year? I know, Sophia, yours is 100, right? Yeah. I, I went What's for 100 more? again. I went for 100 again, too. Now, it's been... I haven't read 100 books in a year since 2018 at this point. <laughs> to be fair, I did start grad school in the middle of 2019, yeah. and I do work full-time, so... Yeah. Don't, don't too pesky little things. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you, yeah, you have a, a very, like, intense job and an intense degree, and you're just, like... <laughs> That's crazy that you read that much while doing both of those things, to be honest. I yeah. wish I had good excuses like that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just lazy. Too. <laughs> it's hard. There's like so there's so many good books and it takes time. So yeah. I told you during our I forget what episode it was, but I told you about how I can hide the wireless earbuds in my hair at work now. Yes. I'm gonna try and listen to more pod or more audiobooks doing that at work. I'm just listening, listening to The Shining right now. I'm halfway done. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. That was the a good audiobook, drop. actually. I listened to that last year, two years ago. I... Sophia will vouch for this. I read so much that I can't remember when I read a book, but I can remember the book. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it always goes, I feel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was just thinking with the headphones, like the perks of having curly hair, like we all do in this call. And it's like, you can hide a lot under here. There's a lot of real estate. <laughs> there is. I'll probably hide my hedgehog in there and bring him to work. (laughs) I have these uh, over-the-ear headphones that I can't wear earbuds, but even with my curly hair, my curly hair just sticks out a little more. So it just looks like I have poof. You still can't (laughs) see the headphones. It's great. It's perfect. I love that. Okay. Well, I I have questions, Lauren, because I wanted to prepare because I'm so excited. And whenever I talk to you, I feel like I get so excited that, like, I go off into 10 tangents and then I forget what I was going to ask you originally. Yeah. Based on how long I've known you that, yeah, that that's an accurate assessment of what happens when we talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I wanted to start with the obvious kind of, and I wanted to ask what got you into challenges in the first place? I'm, I'm thinking about that. <laughs> it's a tough one. It is. I can't, I think, I think I, the first time I came across a challenge was either someone had posted it in the ALA Think Tank Facebook group. Oh, cool. Or it was when I was reading Book Riot. I can't remember if I came across the Book Riot one first or the Pop Sugar one first. Oh. I think it was the Pop Sugar one. So it would have been somebody posted it on the ALA Facebook group and I went, what is this? Excellent. I'm really bad at book clubs. Like, I'm not good at being told what book to read, a specific book. It was the the same way in school, which is hilarious because I was an English major. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But I do terribly at being told what specific book to read. So when I saw this challenge that was like, okay, here are categories. Find whatever book you want that fits this category. I was like, I can do this. (laughs) And then I tried it, and I was like, this is fun, and I never looked back. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, like, I totally agree. When you break it down like that, it's like, why would you want to spend all that time on something that someone told you to do? It's like that thing where you can do dishes all you want, and then your mom asks you to do dishes, and you don't want to anymore. (laughs) That's it. That's the key. (laughs) It's so true. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like... If I had to answer that question, it would definitely be like because of you. And like other than that, <laughs> it's like cheers. Other Does Austin that, know the story of your first reading challenge? I don't know. I do so not. It was the it was 2017. It was when her mom was pregnant with Kieran. Yep. Um, and I challenged her to do a summer reading challenge. I was already doing two other reading challenges at that point, but I was like, yeah. what the hell? Let's do another one. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, we'll see who finishes first. <laughs> So I swear to God, at one point we were both going through about a book and a half a day. Yeah. We, like I read 45 books in a three month period. So Fia ended up having to read about 30 because she had to give up because her mom had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I got to back out. There's a new kid in the house, man. 
How long of books are we talking here? I had little women in mind, so it was like a <laughs> lot. I'd say average yeah. for both of us was about 300 pages. Yeah. Oh boy. I know. It was. Well, I was her manager at the time, so I just let her listen to audiobooks while she was working. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Yeah, working for working for Lauren was probably the best, and now we're like super good friends, which is awesome for me because it's like very rare that you get to fangirl over someone and then become their friend (laughs) um but yeah that was like the best time of my life lauren and i were like neck and neck for so long we were and then like she was ahead and then i i think it was like one category was like pick a presidential favorite for a book yeah we neither one of us liked that category (laughs) no that was the last one i had to do and i remember it so distinctly because i was like I'm choosing Hillary Clinton's favorite book because she should have been president. (laughs) And then then I ended up with Little Women. (laughs) I don't even remember what book I picked for that. Now I have to go look. (laughs) Wasn't it like a James Bond one? It might have been. I thought, But I can't remember whose favorite. Oh, I think it was John F. Kennedy's favorite book I ended up going with. JFK. What a time. Because I was like, hey, I actually have this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a plus. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I—that's one of my things with reading challenges. I'm like, okay, I have like 500 books in my TBR pile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's try and fill it all with books I already own. <laughs> that's amazing. That like leads to another question I actually had, Lauren, which was like, how do you incorporate your TBR into challenges? Do you find it hard? It depends on the challenge. Like this year, I'm doing Pop Sugar and Book Riot, and Pop Sugar has 55 prompts. Oh, wow. And I've managed to fit all 55 with books I already own. What? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. 55. Book Riot has 24 prompts, and I have that one is like 16 are books that I own and eight are library books. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Because and then me- I just, I found the Reading Women Challenge yesterday. I'd never even heard of it. And I was like, what's this? can I do this? And I wasn't going to do it, but then I started finding things for it. And I was like, oh, I can already fill 12 of these 24 categories with books I'm reading for other challenges. May as well do it now. Oh my God. I love that you're halfway through and realized that you were already starting it. So you're just like, I guess we're on board. Yes, this is, what, this is my life now. That's incredible. Um, so how do these reading challenges go? Or is it like a certain genre that you try to do? Or just like a, so like you guys said before the presidential one, it's Oh, it's yeah. literally like a, a category. Like one of the categories is uh, read a realistic YA book not set in the US, UK, or Canada. Ah. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like anywhere. Anywhere. The challenging part sounds like finding the books that fit the category. It is. So, like, these challenges come out usually around mid December. And I uh-huh. usually spend the last two, three weeks of the year figuring out what the heck I'm going to read in 2021 (laughs) instead of actually reading. (laughs) I love it. I think it's nice to kind of set like intentions sometimes to get to things because I just feel like lately, like I really love all the stuff coming out where like, like you mentioned, even like the like read women challenge or like, you know, incorporating more diverse like characters into your reading habits. Like it's really easy to kind of fall into a pattern where you're reading like the same content from the same people. And so like, kind of being intentional about seeking out new things is great. Well, yeah, that was kind of what happened with me. Like I was, before I started doing reading challenges, I was reading a lot of YA dystopian fiction. Like the vast majority of what I was reading was YA dystopian fiction because I was just over everything I'd been told to read in undergrad. And that was how I rebelled against it. Um, But then I found, but then I had, so what happened was I had an interview at the Cambridge Public Library for a fiction specialist type position i was like okay who doesn't want fiction specialists to be like, yeah oh. um but yeah. what happened was i didn't have enough expertise reading broadly enough yeah. <laughs> and so that's what was like hey i gotta figure out a way to read broader so i started at that point and then i found reading challenges and was like well this is forcing me to that's awesome. <laughs> so like i've started reading things that i never even would have thought of picking up before and i love them <laughs> yeah like it it totally feels like a scavenger hunt where you're like you're trying to like kind of like I don't know, like, I, I always think of, like, a crow, like, bringing things back to a nest, just trying to, like, mash it all together to, like, make shiny something objects. intentional. Yeah, shiny objects, that's it. It's, like, 
it's like trying to find shiny objects to like create something that you can look back on and be like, oh yeah, I did learn something new. I did try something new and it's cool. Um, okay, my next one is, does the new year inspire you to examine your habits in reading? And I guess that's to both of you because it's like, it's January 2nd as of recording and we're here. I'm like thinking about how I usually read, how much I usually read. And I wanted to know if like you guys were too. So I want to try and read more than I did last year, obviously, because last year was whole one big slump. Yeah, but I haven't really thought about like adjusting my habits as much. Maybe just trying to stick to them more instead of getting distracted by other things. Obviously, yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking the audiobook at work thing is going to be helping a lot with my goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one thing I want to try and use OverDrive more because it's free, so I might as well utilize it. Because I've oh. been kind of slacking on that for the longest time, but I love OverDrive. OverDrive mm. is great. Yeah. Um. As a University of Alberta student, I found out I could get an Edmonton Public Library card. Their catalog has so much more than the Kitchener Public Library, Sophia. Oh my gosh. I, I'm on the London Public Library one, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, like, so I've been using my Edmonton Public Library card so much. Have you ever seen a picture of the Edmonton like Public Library, like the building? Probably. I've it's, seen a lot of libraries, though, so they all start to blur together. It's like, I, I forget if it's that one or Calgary's, and it looks like this big, like, tank, like an army tank. Hey, still better than U of T's concrete turkey. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, Austin, seriously, have you ever seen this building? It literally is a concrete turkey. I don't think so. Time Just Google do. concrete turkey <laughs> library. It will show up. It's Robarts at U of T. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the legends that are being spread here. Everyone's like, wow, Canadian public libraries and university libraries. What's up? <laughs> All it is the first one that comes up on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it does look like that's funny. (laughs) Welcome to Architecture Corner. (laughs) I think I have seen that. (laughs) Yeah, I would have never. I would have never even thought of that. (laughs) One of the most memorable library buildings ever. (laughs) Truly. What about you, Austin? Any, like, um, oh my gosh, I just totally drifted off. <laughs> Any, um, <laughs> it's been a long year. It has been. It's the first podcast of 2021, Sophia. You're allowed to be confused. <laughs> I'm still recuperating from staying up until midnight. I have been, like, my, ske- my sleep schedule has been just all over the place this been Yeah, that's unusual for you. <laughs> I wanted to say when I texted you Happy New Year's, actually on New Year's night, I was 100% not expecting to get a response. And I was shocked when you did respond after midnight. Yeah, we were talking after midnight. I just remembered that. That's unusual for you. In the beginning of this pandemic, I was staying up until three or four in the morning. And then I had to stop it because it was just getting too out of control. Because anyone who knows me knows that, like, I'm a 9 p.m. gal. Like, don't message me after 9.15 because I probably won't go back <laughs> until the next business day. I'm just, I'm tired. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> we were saying you've been, spent the last, like, 48 hours straight reading to get yeah. to your five books for the goal already. <laughs> Was not kidding about that. I don't get how you do that. Well, like, okay, most of them are graphic novels, to be fair, because I was going to tell you guys earlier, I guess, but um, I decided to try NetGalley, which I feel like, Lauren, maybe you've told me about before. And I was like, oh, this is great. But then what I didn't realize is like, so essentially what it is, um, like you get free arcs or copies of books and you can read them and like submit your review. And then, um, yeah, Lauren, you're the expert in this and I'm not. And I'm just talking like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so they're, 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 cop- they're advanced reader copies from the publisher and they give them to you in exchange for review, but they're encrypted files and they implode after 53 days. <laughs> yes. Which sounds so like super cool the way you described it because now I feel like a spy or something. <laughs> this you have to buy like, a new, buy a new <laughs> laptop every time? Yes. <laughs> new it blows up your laptop each time. <laughs> every 54 days. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I... Decided to finally try this years after Lauren told me to and was like, what are you doing? Why are you not doing this? And I finally got on board and I didn't realize that um, like 
they kind of look at your ratio on your profile to see how many like reviews you've submitted. And that can kind of like influence whether they'll approve you. So my dumb self, I like took out like 14 books and I was like, oh, now my ratio is like 7% because I've only reviewed two. So then no one's going to send me a book if my ratio is awful. So that's why I'm trying to read really fast right now. My, my ratio was off because I took two years to read one of the books oh. they sent me. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. So I was like, okay. And then like, I had taken out these 14 books. I like am through like five now because two were like children's books that I didn't even put on my Goodreads, but they were darling. It was really cute. And um, so now my ratio is like, what, like 50%, but I'm like, it still should be higher. And I'm like frantically trying to make that better because I submitted like so many requests for like really cool books that no one will give me. So that's my first lesson of 2021. Don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> Did you guys say for this, what is it, net, net yeah. something? Yeah. Did you say it's authors that give you advanced copies or the publishers? publishers. Okay. Publishers. Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 go through their catalog and you're like, yeah, I want that book, and you hit request. Um, That's cool. It's usually bloggers or librarians. Oh. They only they only tend to give it to bloggers if you actually have a pretty good following already. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I said I'm a librarian, which I <laughs> and a great blogger. I don't have any purchasing power, but I'm a librarian. <laughs> they don't have to know oh, that. Exactly. So every book I write, they're like, would you would you purchase this for your library? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. That's honest. I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That I means mean. that I did just finish a really good book from Ned Galley. You did? Like, so good that I actually DM'd the author on Twitter, and I was like, this book is amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You sent me that. I still have I to read. Yeah. Lycanthropy and other chronic illnesses. Definitely adding that to my list. It comes out in April. Oh, sweet. Have I already pre-ordered three copies? Yes, I have. Amazing. (laughs) Wow, you really liked it then. That's so good. Um, Okay. I wanted to ask, too, what are some of your favorite challenges or goals for the new year for reading? I mean, I always like the Book Riot Read Harder Challenge because it encourages you to push your boundaries. But honestly, it's hard this year. Is it? Yeah. I haven't looked at it this year. I like that one. I feel like I can't remember if the one you and I did, Lauren, was Pop Sugar or Book Riot. That was BookBub. BookBub. I forgot completely (laughs) about it. That was the site where you go to get like ebook deals. Yes. It's all coming back to me. What a good time. I like BookBub. I, I haven't been there for a while. I've been like so absorbed in like Book Riot and like Goodreads lately and Bookstagram. So much stuff on Bookstagram. I'm still not very good at Instagram. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm like kind of an armchair anthropologist at this point. Like I kind of just sit there being like, ah, yes, this is what they're doing. And I, <laughs> and I try to incorporate myself, but it kind of works. And it kind of, I'm like, is this right? Am I... You know, like that Steve Buscemi meme where he's like, ah, yes, hello, fellow kids. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm trying real hard. Um, And I really like it, but they're all really professional. So it's a a time. I'm like you, Lauren. I have no idea how to do Instagram stuff. (laughs) I leave it on Sophia. Oh, yeah. I only, like, just got Instagram in, like, March because my new phone um, won't let me delete the app. So I was like, well, I may as well use it. <laughs> That's like the equivalent of like when Apple like gave everyone that mandatory U2 album when they had the phone and everyone was so mad about it. <laughs> Have you guys seen that meme about the COVID vaccine? Which one? It said like breaking news the COVID vaccine won't contain a microchip, but it will come packaged with U2's newest album. I did see that one, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's so funny. It's not that I don't love them, they're great. Um but I just didn't want it like I, I'd like the option to get it for free. I don't want it automatically installed. It's like, like Apple- the dishwashing thing again. Like you would download the album yeah. yourself, but if they do it for you, then you don't want it. If you're forcing me to use it. I don't want to use it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah, out of out of all the challenges that I'm doing this year, in terms of a favorite prompt. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a prompt I'm excited about, but that's just because it gives me an excuse to finally read the book I bought last year. Amazing. I bought too many books. I bought too many books last year. Um, 
don't know if you, you, you guys are film majors, so you've probably watched her videos on YouTube. Lindsay Ellis? No. You've never watched Lindsay Ellis. What? Is, should I have? What? What? <laughs> Am I behind? You are behind. She's amazing. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add it to the list right now. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Lindsay Ellis. Yeah, so she wrote a book last year. She got her first book published. It's a sci-fi <laughs> book. It's called Axiom's End, and I just I want to read it. Lauren, that's why. You know I have trouble with sci-fi. I'm a terrible brain. Okay, yeah, but her oh. videos aren't sci-fi. She's a video essayist on movies. Okay, video essayist. I love her videos. That's why I was like, you must have seen them. Wow. No, I've never come across her before. Yeah, I think you'd both love her videos. They're amazing. Okay, definitely. I think I've ever heard me say thanks, I hate it. She's the reason I say thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, Austin's looking it up. I think he heard the name. I haven't. I get like so off the radar. I've been so busy with like grad school that I am like so out of the loop. I was talking to our friend Sam from the library and she's oh, also a, good. good. She's also a film major and she was like telling me all of like these movies that I have not seen because I was so like just absorbed in coursework. <laughs> And so now I have like a huge list from her of like things I need to catch up on. Like I feel like I've been in like um like a bomb shelter or something, and I'm just coming back out and like catching up. She tried to get me to watch the second Mamma Mia last year. I couldn't do it. Wait, what? She tried to get me to watch the second Mamma Mia last year. I couldn't do it. I was just like, nope, can't. Do Do you know the songs that have been added in that one? Yes, but I just could not get through the first five minutes. I was like, what is this? Fernando, so good. I mean, yeah, but you know me in musicals. You know I'm like hit or miss with musicals. That's fair. That's so fair. I don't know. I loved it, but I'm curious what challenges you guys have already undertaken so far this year. Challenges? I actually haven't this year. I was going to take my cues from Lauren after this episode. <laughs> well, I have, like I said, I've, I've worked them all out. I've planned them all. So there's 82 prompts in the three challenges I'm doing I'm at four of 82 right now it's the second day of 2021 <laughs> four categories well to be fair two of those categories were filled with the same book I was I was gonna ask if you can check the pig is encouraged so strategic I I am in awe there's a couple of books where I'm using the I'm using the same book for a pop sugar prompt a book riot prompt and a reading woman challenge prompt <laughs> Okay, that's amazing. Like the, the real challenge could be finding one book that covers all 80 prompts. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think that would be possible because a couple of the prompts are like they have to be from a certain region of the world. Oh. <laughs> well, what if you write one chapter here and then you go on a trip? No, no, like the author has to be from like a certain Oh! Path. Okay, never mind. So close. So unless the author has like four parents. They're all from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I guess like my other one is kind of going what off of off of what Austin is saying. Like when it comes to like DIY, like I feel like you have done a DIY challenge before, where you've made something yourself. Remember? I did actually. Yeah. I oh, <laughs> did. I actually finish the damn challenge. No, but I created categories for it. But it's so cool. Like you. That even was in 2019 when I started grad school. <laughs> yep. Um, I did. Yeah, I created my own challenge based solely around books I own that I haven't read yet because there are over there at that point there were over 400 now there are over 500 I have a problem (laughs) (laughs) and I think I had something like 52 categories yeah I had like a book a book a week type type thing for it and it was just all like generic categories based off stuff I own that's (laughs) awesome like I have seen so many like TBR challenges lately where I'm like this is such a good point because I try so hard to whittle away at the pile that I own and it's inevitable that I buy more because new ones come out that I'm really interested in. And for some reason, it's always like the same 20 that end up at the bottom of the pile. And it's like, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want to read you at some point. It's not you. It's me. But <laughs> there's a pro- there's a prompt in Pop Sugar this year designed specifically to address that. The prompt is read the book that's been on your TBR pile the longest. Oh. <laughs> so I'm reading a book I've had since like 1998 that I still oh haven't gotten God. around to reading. Because they like it finished. moved from Toronto with me and I still oh haven't read it. <laughs> it's so like it's so true though. Like there's always that one book that like haunts you. Like it's just sitting there on your bookshelf judging you for not picking it up. <laughs> and like I like thankfully purged like quite a few of those when 
I like cleaned out my bookshelf for the blueprint used book sale. Like, I think I got rid of like 150 books. Like, I'm not even kidding. (laughs) It was, it was like the ultimate, like, just, and I think it's too, too, part of it is like my family members know that I read. So anytime they finish with a book or they see free books somewhere, they just grab it because they'll assume I'll, I'll read it. And then I just keep it. And then I'm like, it's been a decade. We have to break up. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to start to purge books. It's not necessarily working as well as it could. <laughs> Sophie, this goes back to this goes back to our thing about if you start a book, I like you have to finish it. My idea for that. Yeah. And I find I can't, I can't throw out a book if I haven't made a good effort to try and read it. But like, so conscious, there's there's a there's a rule for that. It's like one of those like internet laws. It's like your age minus 70 or something yet that many pages in and if you're still not into the book you can give it up without guilt <laughs> so that's good cool. to know yeah i love that <laughs> wow i'm really bad with numbers so anything i'm gonna that... go see if i can actually find the exact phrase they use <laughs> love it. i'm so bad with numbers that anytime i hear like subtract your age i'm always just automatically impressed because i don't know what's going on <laughs> Did I find it? Let's just make it take your age, subtract your age, and that's the <laughs> that's the page you can stuff yeah. on. Excellent. <laughs> oh, okay. This, 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 there might be an even better one here. It's from Nancy Pearl, the oh. famous librarian. Uh, she gives a book 50 pages, and if she gets to the bottom of page 50 and still isn't into the book, she gives up on the book. That's... I can't do that, though, because I think, like, but what if the next page is the one that gets me? I... It usually isn't, though. Yeah, but it, it always could be. That's so, the thing. Austin, what I usually do in that case, if I'm if I'm finding myself dragging with a book like that, I will flip to the end, and I will read the ending, and I will see if the ending is worth the journey. If the ending is worth the journey, I keep going. If it's not, I will go to the book. I plain don't finish. And, like, I feel like you and Mel are the reason that I feel comfortable doing that, because I used to be like Austin, where I was like, I must finish until the very last page. And then Mel was like, or you could just not. And I was like, what? I was, well, I was the same way. It's, it's Mel that made me feel like that, too, because I was just like, yeah. oh, no. So I've given up on books now. Like, I've given up. I, I gave up on an entire series, actually, because I just wasn't enjoying one of the books. And I was like, yeah, no, never never touching the series again. Yeah, like, that's it. It's just, We're ghosting the book, and yeah. that's fine. So um, I think the funniest time I ever gave up, up on a book like that, were you? It was. It was in 2017. Remember when I tried to read the the Underground Railroad? Yes, I do. <laughs> have you ever tried to read Colson Whitehead's The Underground Railroad, Austin? I have not. Should, a... I'm, I feel like I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a scene about. I was listening to an audiobook, so it was about 20, 30 minutes in. Oh. Where just it was really visceral and really just unnecessarily graphic uh-huh. and i just i was like nope i need like i still even just thinking about it now just need a gallon of brain bleach on my brain i was like i can't with this book anymore i can't yeah i remember that was not a fun time um i i don't know i'm also like that especially when it comes to like anything with like um i guess like trigger warning but like anything with like violence or like fish mutilation fish for Austin (laughs) um yeah so anything with like that it's just like I can't read that usually earlier in one of my historical fictions one of the ones one of the ones about the wars of the roses there was a scene with like medieval torture I told you I have a thing like with fingers and teeth and there's I won't go into too much detail but it involves they do stuff to his fingers to get information out of the guy Uh. and my mm. stomach turn. It's gross. It's so gross. <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of admirable that it, an author can describe something so graphically that it makes you feel sick. But like at the same time, it's not. It's not a feeling I'd like to inflict upon myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I watch too much horror movies because I'm not usually turned okay. off by that kind of stuff. That's fine. <laughs> I, mean, I watch horror movies, but only certain subgenres of horror. <laughs> like, I uh, totally go in for that torture porn crap, like, in Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Um, that's another thing that Lauren opened my eyes to, actually. I watched Scream because of you. And that I've was... never seen Scream. Re- I hadn't either. <laughs> it's, my favorite scare- it's my favorite horror movie. It's one of my favorite movies in general. It's such a good uh. franchise. 
yeah, it's it's. I mean, four is a four lot. is kind of lame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't need to do four, and I I really hope they don't decide to do five. They were talking about doing a fifth one. I just they don't need to. <laughs> they can stop. They did. I think they signed on. I know. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That movie just turned twenty, actually. That's wild. Makes me think of Drew Barrymore. I love her. She has a book. Does she? Flower. Is it fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. That explains why I haven't read it or heard uh, of it. You know a, me in nonfiction. I understand. I'm the same. But it's. I listened to the audiobook. I liked it a lot. Um, you might try it. Who knows? I'm trying to read more nonfiction. It's not working out too well for me. You never know. You might need it for a challenge for a category or something. And then it'll just pop up i was gonna say speaking of that do you guys have any like resolutions for specific specific things about books like i want to try and read more of this genre this year or i want to try and get more into like this author or anything Hmm. i would say like for me i uh i'm trying to have a slower reading year um after the you're not off to a good start then (laughs) We're already failing. Look, after the NetGalley stuff resolves itself, I will go back to my slow reading plan. If you keep Um, up this pace, you're going to have like 700 books by the end of the year, though. (laughs) I am not going to have 700 books for sure. I Okay, so going into my other New Year's resolutions outside of books, like there's a couple things that I've been working on where I'm like, okay, so obviously the time that I've been spending like reading... One, I like at the beginning of this pandemic, I uh, was unexpectedly unemployed. So I suddenly had hours on my hands and then like now that I'm working again like I've noticed that it's affected how much I can read and like the amount of times that I feel like reading because I'm like sometimes you just want to go home and watch a show like (laughs) sometimes I just want to stare at the screen and not think (laughs) yeah and it's like it's it's nice so I I'm trying to have a slower reading year um and that goes for like audiobooks too just because I've been listening to so many podcasts and like really getting back into listening to more music just to kind of unwind. So hopefully a slower reading year. That's my goal. (laughs) See, whereas you're trying to lower the amount of audiobooks you're reading, I'm trying to increase them because I realized I did not listen to that many audiobooks last year. And I just found out I have, I own, did not realize this. I've been a member of Audible long (gasps) enough that I own 110 books on Audible. (laughs) I was like, what? Lord. (laughs) That's amazing. Have I, I think I've listened to maybe a tenth of them. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I really want to try Audible. I've heard really good things about it. So I mean, the best part, the only, the only good part about Audible, yeah, is the fact that they have all those Audible originals, and they ah. only have those Audible originals because they're tyrants. Ah, excellent. If you ever want to find out more about Audible, Corey Doctorow wrote some really great opinion pieces on Audible and their cool. DRM practices. Okay. Uh, I talked about that in a discussion post in my publishing class last semester. Cool. Yeah, I really like to to know kind of what's going on because it's interesting, kind of. Like, I think we talk about this a lot when it comes to, like, subscription services like Netflix and stuff where um, there are so many parallels with the fact that, like, and I'm going to quote, like, some Catherine Spring, Dr. Catherine Spring, Spring, Spring here, but, um, like, just the monopoly that's going on right now where they have so much control over stuff that parallels, like, early film history where they had to, like, go in and break them oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. They were, like, full-on violating, like, U.S., business rules by creating a monopoly and cornering that market so I'm like something has to happen right like it's there's no way that we can keep going like this like taking taking that that back to the overdrive comment yeah earlier Uh, do either of you guys know how licensing for ebooks and the audiobooks works for libraries no oh it's insane public libraries especially often will pay up to five times as much for a title as a regular consumer and they don't get to keep them forever so it's either they're usually limited to a number of loans or a length of time before they have to buy it again wow yeah so every time i borrow an ebook or an e-audio book and it expires before I can get to it or before I can finish it, I feel terrible because oh, yeah, I know never... how much that's costing them. Oh, <laughs> that's a really, like, that's an ethical thing I did not consider before. And actually, I wonder, how much, I wonder how much of that the authors actually get. 
Oh, yeah. Probably, you know, I don't know. But Hoopla is even worse because Hoopla charges Hoopla. per item loaned. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding you. I did not know that about Hoopla. I I use it and I'm always like, okay, there's a four item limit, which I understand. But now that it makes even more sense because I was always like, okay, there's really good stuff on here, like movie wise as well. But like, there's only four you can borrow a month. So like, what really can you do with this? You guys should find, you should find a librarian who actually handles collections like that and get them on here for that. That'd be a great conversation for you to talk about ebook pricing. and Mind blown. Because <laughs> it's a crap show. Oh my God. That's crazy. But that yeah. was my other, so my other goal for this year is to just try and finish some of the series that I've started where I'm like, I have like one or two or three books left in the series, but they all just haven't gotten to them yet. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of those. <laughs> Yeah, it really piles up after a while, and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Austin? Any intentions for this year? I got another series one, that, that historical fiction one, the Rome one I'm reading. Yeah. I'm almost on that one. I have like a book and a half left. So That's awesome. I think my first major goal was to finish that one off. Cool. And I want to finish The Shining, and I want to read Doctor Sleep, too, because I want to see the movie. Doctor Sleep. And was... after adaptation. Lorian's also a King fan. <laughs> Doctor Sleep after, was so good. <laughs> after adaptations episode, I want to be able to read the book before I can start the movie. Sweet, yeah. I saw the movie first. What did you my like friend better? Matt, my friend Matt, who is also a librarian at Laurier, um, he is a huge Stephen King fan, uh. and he wanted to go see Doctor Sleep, but his husband does not like scary movies, so I'm a scary <laughs> movie buddy. So oh. I had to watch The Shining in order to go see Doctor Sleep. <laughs> At that point, I hadn't read either book. I've now read both books. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I watched The Shining before I read The Shining, yeah. but now I want to finish The Shining and read Doctor Sleep before I watch Doctor Sleep. Cool. <laughs> what did you like better, Lauren? Like the book or the movie? Doctor Sleep, as an adaptation, is different enough mm-hmm. that I can't really say which one I liked for certain. I liked them both for different reasons. Okay. That's cool. That's great. I heard because Stephen King didn't like The Shining film so much, they took elements from the novel of The Shining and used that in the Doctor Sleep adaptation. That's so cool. I don't know what specifically because I haven't read or seen the movie yet, but from what Mm. I've heard... That's so interesting. There's definitely... Hmm. I I think I know what that means. He So... Stephen King did not like the fact that a lot of the explicit paranormal aspects were taken out of the Shining film adaptation. So a lot of that paranormal stuff has been put back into the Doctor's Sleep. Okay. It's a lot more explicitly paranormal. Cool. Yeah. So that that strikes me as the difference there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Now that you mention it, like, I've only seen The Shining, like, the movie. I've never read it, but I definitely think it's like very subtle in the paranormal stuff like it's not like in your yeah. face or anything no and in the book it was in your face huh maybe i should read that i don't know <laughs> do you really need to drive book to your challenge show yet? <laughs> yeah maybe i do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know austin just said it's on overdrive so we'll it is see. on overdrive that's how i listen to it it is yep. New that's what i'm listening to it right now on that's so exciting i'm gonna place a hold directly after yours <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a waiting list there's a waiting list on most books these days there so, was when i got the shiny but it wasn't it was only like a week week's wait not luckily. bad i'm currently on two waiting lists that are longer than 12 weeks i forget i put one a hold on one too i forget what it was but it was like 70 people in line ahead of me oh my god <laughs> oh yeah i guess with everyone at home and reading more which is a great thing um it's not a great thing for wait lists at libraries I was yeah, just going I've... through my book. I was going through my book apps on my phone. And I just realized that I have that Hoopla app because we're just talking about it. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah. I must have. Well, we must have talked about it at one point because I feel like we have talked about Hoopla before. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have my last question here that I am really excited to hear about. Lauren, yes. what was the challenge you were most proud to complete? 
the first time I cleared reading 100 books in a year because at that point I had been trying to read 100 books in a year for like 10 years at that point. <laughs> so the first time I did it, I was just like thrilled. I love <laughs> that. Was that. The, that was 2017 with you. What? <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. It was the first time I ever cleared 100 books in a year. Oh, that's so exciting. That was like my first challenge year and like your proudest yeah. challenge. And I think what, in the at the end of the day, I think I didn't just cl- i didn't just clear 100 i like stomped it to the curb and threw it in the garbage chute <laughs> i think what <laughs> i think i ended up reading like 188 books that year or something wow it was a lot i've never managed to get anywhere near that number again that's incredible i'm going to goodreads to look exactly look at what it was okay i love that amateur compared to you too <laughs> no it's not i am much. older than both of you just remember that <laughs> yeah there is no losing in books. Everyone wins. <laughs> 158. Yeah, I read 158 books in 2017. And that's that was the incredible. first time I ever cleared 100. And then in 2018, I read 122. Oh. And then I started grad school. And so in 2019, I didn't even complete my challenge. <laughs> Look, we've all been there. <laughs> I like abandoned challenges like three years before you and I started like using Goodreads for real. <sighs> I almost cleared 60 last year. That was exciting. That's amazing. I hit 59. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good thing. Like, I feel like reading one book a week is, like, no small feat. Like, things are so busy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was my proudest. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. What's yours, Sophia? What's your proudest challenge? The one I finished with Lauren. For sure. That was, like, my first time, and, like, I, like, also speaking of, like, abandoned challenges, (laughs) um, prior to this, like, the only experience I'd ever had was, you know, how the public library will do the TD, like, library challenge? (laughs) Okay, here we go. Um, Prior to, like, this challenge with Lauren, the only thing I'd ever done was, like, the TD reading challenge thing that public wow. libraries have and you have that poster and you get the stickers and I would always oh, get yeah. one or two and then I would be like that's it I'm just in it for the poster <laughs> I'm like I just like like this cool dragon on my wall and that was it you guys should make oh. stickers and posters for your reading challenges here you know okay. what you just reminded Arch? me of Sophia what uh I well I said that the first thing that got me into reading challenges was finding the pop sugar challenge. but actually yeah. no that's totally a lie what I grew up in the 90s I'm in the era of the book it challenge my first reading what? challenge was to get free pizzas. What? This is a thing? You I've never heard yeah, I've never heard of this before. And so in, in the nineties, Pizza Hut had this like I think it was like Pizza Hut oh, and a scholastic partnership. They had the book it challenge. So where cool. like you'd you'd get this like tracker and you had to read X amount of books and every time you read X amount of books you got a free pizza. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> like course life pizza, but still. That is awesome. Yeah. That what? was my first reading challenge was to get free pizza. <laughs> cool man but i totally forgot about it until you mentioned the td one wait a minute i know i have like i had this one prof in library school who's like he hated like the td sponsored one he's like why can't libraries do it himself and he anytime he would mention it he would like kind of make this like wince like a grimace or something (laughs) but like it motivates people and like yeah lauren's making the money sign like libraries (laughs) so td thank you for your services. Heck yeah. I like the podcast. <laughs> we all, we're all too excited. We're all just talking. <laughs> That's what we should do for the year for the podcast, Sophie, is every time each one of us gets to our goal, we should buy each other a pizza. But but yeah. no no pineapples. Pineapples on all of them. Oh, you're Lauren? Yeah. Out Hawaiian pizza's delicious. Thank you. Boom. Another one for the right side of history. Also, <laughs> it's Canadian. It's Canadian, <laughs> sir. Yeah. We've already discussed the Canadian. And he's gone. <laughs> First podcast of the year. <laughs> he edits, so he can't quit. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I used to be, I used to feel the same way, Austin, because I used to not like pineapple, but then I tried it at a birthday party or something, and I was like, hey, this is actually really good. The Austin, have you tried it lately? Maybe you'd like it. <laughs> I think not. That's the closest of, like to animosity I've ever seen from you. <laughs> Well, he was outnumbered, so I don't like him. <laughs> well, everyone, that's going to be our new thing. Anytime a guest comes on, they have to vote in the pizza, like, debacle, because <laughs> I'm just, like, racking up support everywhere I go, to be honest. Um, 
There's a podcast the two of you might enjoy. It's, um, <laughs> what the hell is the, damn, the name of the damn podcast? Oh, uh, a hot dog is not a sandwich. They talk about food controversies. I think they did an episode on a Hawaiian pizza. Time. You know what the verdict was? No, I didn't listen to it. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to listen to it and get back to you. For science. For science. <laughs> okay, Austin. What's the challenge you are most proud to complete or participate in? The only challenges I've ever done so far are the, the Goodreads ones. Like, I haven't had specific, like, tailored ones to <laughs> different prompts or something, but... Cool. I can't really say I'm proud of any because I haven't met any goals so far, but, but this like, year's going to be my year. Yeah, this is it. You can make your own. I think that would be fun. One day, I think my I'll goal make for one the year's... for you. <gasps> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> you got, like, the best tool in your arsenal. Lauren's, like, the <laughs> ultimate challenge person. She changes lives. I think my goal for the year is going to try and be one book every two weeks just because my books are longer. But Yeah. Also, like, just to go over this, Austin's books are like 600 to 1,000 pages minimum. So, like, well, it sounds like he sounds like he sounds like he likes historical fiction. Those are often very big. Yeah. I do like historical fiction. <laughs> you like, mentioned it like three times. <laughs> door stoppers. <laughs> I have a couple door stoppers. Well, I say a couple. I have like an entire shelf full of door stoppers, <laughs> but I, they're very slow. Is the shelf grouping? <laughs> Under what? the weight, is the shelf drooping under the weight? of? Well, the they're not actually all on a shelf right now. They're in a bin because, as I mentioned to you earlier, all of my shelves are still kind of displaced from the flood. Uh, 2020 was not kind to you, Lauren. It was 2019 that the flood happened, actually. So it was okay. the tail end of 2019. That's not good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, and I just couldn't, even though I was home most of 2020, I was like, I have too much going on to build a subfloor. Yeah. <laughs> What a mood. Well, uh, we did have someone working on the subfloor for us, but then, you know, quarantine happened and he couldn't. Yes. <laughs> he... Yeah. Good old COVID. Yep. <laughs> so that that's the reason I don't have a subfloor, which is the reason all of my books are still in bins and not where they should be. Fingers crossed by 2021. You Well, this year, that might change for you. This is great. Thank you for talking to <laughs> me to us Lauren. thank you for having me it's so nice to have like an expert in like challenges and goals yes you are <laughs> i'm obsessive i don't know <laughs> no. that's called expertise that's just being good at something okay. <laughs> all right well this is great thank you thank yeah you. thanks for chatting with us lauren it was nice to finally meet you austin she talks about you all the time <laughs> <laughs> i'm flattered <laughs> all right well i'll talk to you next week austin and Lauren, I'll see you soon. Okay. I gotta drop your Christmas gift off at some point. Thanks. <laughs> That's nice. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> okay, see you guys. Bye, guys. Yeah.